Welcome back to Big Game Nerds playing Strike Force Omega, brought to you by Chris Longhurst. My name is Owen, founder and editor of the show, and also Game Master. My pronouns are he and him. Joining us today, we have Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, she, her, and I'm playing Quinn, the uh, Dynamique Skirmisher. There we go. All right. Jonix? I'm Jonix, pronouns they, them. I'm I'm playing Contact, the Xenovore question mark. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about a little something off screen for the 15 minutes we've been off screen. (laughs) For for us, at least. For you, Uh it will have been a lifetime. Um, (laughs) A veritable lifetime since the last time you saw these freaks. Exactly. And Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie. Pronouns are she, they, and I'm playing uh, Theavore, the HGM sharpshooter. Yes. And so, the last time we met, you concluded your first mission. Uh, This was the mission labeled Brain Drain over at the space station Kronos. The problem was that the uh, space station had been taken over by a coterie of mad scientists who had turned into R&D for various uh, incredibly bad weapons on behalf of the immortal Caesar. And uh, you have uh, since taken out sort of the three main like faculty heads and as a result um basically uh, everyone who you have not cut down is uh, in the process of like fleeing the station and you've been able to retake it and so um between missions there is in fact a downtime uh over in uh strike force omega so nice. <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, you'll have a chance to see what you're fighting for or dwell on what that you've lost, pursue your personal goals, and hopefully bond as a team. So, um, so first off, I wish I had set up some clocks for this, but, um, there are a number of, there, there are two different clocks that tick up over the course of the campaign. Um, there is morale, which, uh, represents... Well, technically there are four. So there's uh, morale, which represents um, the the morale of sort of the resistance of the invasion sort of building up. And once that ticks up to six, uh, you get one dot of hope, which has its own thing. Um, and then also um, there is shock, which represents the damage you're doing to the opposition and their response to that. Um, and when it reaches six, it will, in- you'll get a dot of desperation, mm. um, which uh, means uh, the, the more you hit them, the enemy is going to start um, hitting back harder and more like sort of fiercely. I see. Um, so let's see. When the strikers return from a mission, check the following list and add to morale and shock as appropriate. Was the mission objective successful? Yes. So that's one morale and two shock. I will set up some clocks for that later. Um, if o- if there is only one successful secondary objective... Uh, okay, so there's some additional stuff for secondary objectives. I did not have any because I was keeping our first mission as simple as possible. Um, Fair. However, because let's see, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I sort of breezed over it before, 
Um, so I'm going to ask you now, and I realize I'm asking it at the moment where you're most likely to like try and metagame it, but that's okay. Um, do your characters double back and try and like secure the the two scientists that you took hostage, or are they not your problem now? Um, I, really I wasn't going to worry about them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, we can't keep them on the ship, and I don't want to keep them on the ship. They're both freaks. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, we don't okay. want to like dispose of them either. I figure the like the space station folks can take decide what they want to do with the uh, mm-hmm. invaders. Gotcha. Okay then. So yeah, we we won't consider any secondary objectives there. Um, did a legendary enemy asset not on the objectives get killed or destroyed? I wouldn't call what you you fought legendary it was it was cool definitely okay. i don't know if i'd call that a legend was there significant collateral damage yes so it does specifically <laughs> well, it specifically says here filling the collateral clock doesn't necessarily count as significant collateral damage this check is for when it gets filled multiple times in one mission or something really important in off mission gets blown up or for similar egregious destruction you maybe uh, got close. We, I'm willing to let you go. We came through the ceiling, and then I blew up a bunch of stuff on mm-hmm. purpose. I mean, if, if you want to make an argument for it, I will take. I'll accept we, it. We did also fuck up the security system. You did. You did. Okay, that's true. So that's unfortunately that means minus one morale and plus one shot. <laughs> um, did a lot of non-combatants die? No. Um, and then there's also stuff for if you have legions uh, completing objective, which is like bunches of npc backup they didn't factor in so unfortunately the end result of that is plus three shock and plus zero morale because the scientists are like yay they're gone oh no the (laughs) there's some kind of horrible there's some kind of horrible slime in the in the computers over here at the security everything's on fire what did you guys do almost as if I don't want to say one of those guys threw up on it, but that's what it looks like. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so there so there is that. Um, uh, and yeah, so that that's that's sort of the main mechanical tally of. Uh, downtime addressed and then uh, during each downtime every striker has a chance to frame one personal scene showing what their life is like or giving them an opportunity to show off who they are when they're not on the battlefield a personal scene can be anything the player likes including other characters other strikers are non-player characters played by the gm and can be set anywhere that's plausible given there's a war on and people are fighting for their lives if you have trouble coming with a personal scene for your striker, ask the other players for ideas. Maybe if they have a question about your character that you can answer with a short interlude. Failing that, there are some suggestions attached to your origin. Use the ones that seem interesting, ignore the rest. And there probably won't be much dice rolling during personal scenes, but there's if, if there's some doubt about how things will go, the GM can call for a roll just to check if things go up, turn out well or not. And to be clear, there's no requirement to have a personal scene during downtime, although in a way a character who never does is also telling us something about themselves. There's also the matter of trust. So um, once all the personal scenes are done, I will ask each of you, do you trust the other strikers now more than you did before? For each honest yes, you add one trust the team pool. And I'm telling you this because it specifically says it's possible to metagame trust by staging personal scenes deliberately intended to ferment trust between the squad members, and this is good. 
Um, so oh, okay. feel free to take that as a prompt. But um, I think at least one of you already has an idea of what you're doing in this downtime. Because so to, to be clear about like location and stuff, you've got your ship. You can go places if you wanted to like go back to the space station you were on before. You can do that. Um, but you are also free to spend time on Kronos uh, pretty much, you know, as long as you like. They're not about to shoo you out, even if you might occasionally get some like, oh, the Zeus converters need to be replaced because of the slime. <laughs> but so if you want, you could do a scene about helping out with that um, if you care. But, so uh, what does everyone want to do with their little spotlight? Hmm. Um, well, I have an idea, uh, right. as, as you alluded to, uh, which is that uh, uh, Contact is going to rebuild their suit. Yeah. Um, because, uh, because they, you know, this is war now. And they they had a, a suit that was more for, like, exploration and sort of, like, arcane, you know, pl- like, 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 plumbing the depths of, like, the arcane mysteries of the universe. Not so much for, like, fighting a bunch of guys with, like, armor-piercing rounds and, and explosives mm-hmm. and yeah. demon bolts and things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I think um, what Contact is going to be doing over the downtime is, uh, is um, they sort of... They take over that auditorium lab that the deacon had, or sorry, not the deacon that that tore the the chainer had. Um, right, and we referred to him as the deacon because that was his stat block, mm-hmm. but that right. was not his official title. He was not ordained. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so tore so like you know obviously after the cleanup they they kind of get rid of the corpses and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> In, in whatever gruesome way you might get rid of corpses in this universe. Um, and uh, they, uh, they they sort of hang up their suit like a, almost like a marionette on some of the chains. And they just float around free-floating as this orb sort of leaking fog behind them in a trail. Oh. Um, as they sort of pick through the different components that are in this laboratory, like the like the the um, the Tesla coils and and the, the strange um, circuits and and like the the remnants of the tank and all this stuff. Um, and I think while they do that, they uh, this is probably one of the times that they feel like they're the most. This is probably the first time in a while that they felt alone. Mm-hmm. Like that, like mm. not like a, felt alone, but like that they felt like they were on their own for a little bit. Yeah, and right. So I, I think they actually uh, hum a little tune. Aww, it, it sounds nice. like um, it sounds like uh, uh, um, uh, those uh, like tubular bells, like the like it's kind of got a, it's got like an old timey like synthy vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's it it's that's what they're that's what they're up to. Nice. Do you want to like show the result of that like right away, or save it for like the end of this bit? Um, I'll save it for the end because I'm also drawing it as we're talking. So, oh, nice. Uh, oh, okay. So I, I might have a picture to show you at the end of it too. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right then. Um, what uh, what are Quinn and Theo up to? 
I'm also, so I'm thinking about this, like, this is the first time in a minute that you've been able to just stop and, like, deal with the fact that, like, oh, we're kind of fighting a war again. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that we briefly went over at the start was the fact that Quinn, as, as far as we know about your vague, tragic backstories, Quinn, like defected alongside the other guys right um but had broken off from them for a while and had only recently come to Mm -hmm. join you in this in uh in this weird little proto star system yeah yeah so i don't know when quinn defected they uh kind of had like their their little like meltdown of like i don't even know i can trust you people and then kind of went off on their own for a while um and is only just now back here kind of just out of the blue you know um and i think i think quinn is kind of idly helping out around the station kind of hanging out near the auditorium where uh contact is because i think they feel bad uh, about mm. how about uh, how much of a beating contact took, and they don't really have like an outlet to express <laughs> why. Like they know why they feel bad, right. but they don't really have like an outlet to kind of express it. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody really yeah. around here to talk to about it. So all right. Well, uh, Theo, are you going to try and uh, talk with either of your teammates, or have you got uh, more personal things? Okay. So I'm looking at the HGM personal scenes. They're all pretty intense. None of them seem especially <laughs> appropriate. Um, so I was actually thinking of, uh, for Theo's personal scene, having him um uh, poking around the remains of the tank and the possessed because he has sort of a personal interest in the uh you know victims of mad sorcery right okay so cool. and like he was saying earlier um he he expected the emperor to just be a guy with a bunch of weapons and soldiers that's pretty standard but this is mm-hmm. this is taking him back to the sort of thing he was trying to get away from yeah. Uh, okay. Is there is there a particular thing you want out of this, either in terms of like what your character is accomplishing, or just like what kind of emotional beat you want to experience here? Yeah, I think um, I think what Theo is going to do is he'll just um, he'll start gathering up and like sorting out the bodies, at least like laying them Ooh. side by side, like evenly, you know, gathering them up and putting them together. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, yeah, you do that. There's always sorcerers or some petty king. There are always sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> At least as far as I'm aware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it. It. Yeah. It's. It's obviously. It's you know obviously pretty grisly. Partially because some of these guys kind of got chopped in half a bit by a chain axe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I did drop a chain some... on a bunch of them. I did. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like it's it's not it's not pleasant, and then there is also the fact that like like a, p- a part of you is like registering this is like oh a bunch of meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, um, this could be one of the interesting ones. Show us a moment of hunger and temptation. Uh, how do you resist and uh, uh, Theo resist by treating them like uh, dead comrades? Okay, oh, nice. that's cool. I like that. That is that is a very interesting like little moment, especially because like in the background of this. Uh, th- this is happening like in the background while like contact is like picking things over and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Just a little. Yeah. Just a little. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You're sort of like you're just kind of like occupying a same space and not talking. But... <laughs> Parallel yeah. play. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the girlies He's... on Tumblr so, like... call that a parallel play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it feels like wow. No, I don't have a, I don't have time to clean up after myself usually. <laughs> yeah, I I do ask, like you know, not 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 to be pushy or whatever, just because I am curious. Like this, like being in the same place and not talking to each other thing, is it is it like sort of like an awkward like oh I guess I can't really talk about this like you know with them because you know it's such different experiences or is it more just sort of like when you spend time with someone you're friends with and you just like do not have to talk to each other at all <laughs> um that's a good question i think theo um yeah like like contact is his friend they know each other he thinks they're they're both kind of weird and quiet i think is the main thing so like gotcha yeah theo does not feel yeah. the need to uh, speak up. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I guess with that in mind, like just to just to like check in one last time before we wrap this little section, like is like basically it's. I do want to establish it's totally fine that like what does Quinn do? Quinn kind of like just kind of like tries to like lose themselves in some physical labor and like does not talk to anyone mm-hmm. is totally fine. Yeah, but like. You know, if you did want to get any social stuff and yeah, you have that I think, opportunity. I do think, because I was thinking about it a little bit more, I think, like, they initially kind of help out around the, around the rest of the station and then kind of start awkwardly hanging around contact. Be like, do you want any help? Do you need any help? Kind of like in a weird, awkward, <laughs> like, I'm trying to say something, but I don't know how to say it kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... You know, somebody's not very good at talking either. This is a very, like, strange group of people who don't talk much, but all get along, which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I think they're just kind of, like, hanging around, like, do you need help with anything? Uh, contact sort of stops at what they're doing and, like, rotates weirdly. Like, you didn't really know that Contact had, like, a face before, mm-hmm. but now, like, the, <laughs> the cracks are, like, facing you. Yeah, like, the cracks oh, are um, the face now. Yeah. And, uh, and they say, my, my skills are sufficient for the task at hand, but I would not mind company. Okay, cool. Um, like, kind of comes over to, like, sit with them and just watches them putter around, looks at the, looks at the cracks in the head and is like, or in the, the orb. It's like, <laughs> does that hurt? I do not feel pain, but... I do worry about the um, ongoing. Uh, um, oh, what's the word? Oh, crap! Emissions. Uh, oh no, it's the. Um, 
it's like what what vehicles have in 40k. Oh no, uh, uh, structural integrity. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. oh. I I do worry about the ongoing structural integrity of of my my edifice. <laughs> you think there's a way what we a can word repair for your it? Body. I see you know, yeah. the edifice vessel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, can we patch you up? Yeah, is there like a way to repair you? I have never been in this position before. Oh. I suppose we could try. Yeah. You are on the special science station, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, that's yeah, true. We'll get, yeah. There yeah, are we'll people. Get, uh, we'll, get some of these, uh, we'll get some of these nerds to look over. See if we can get some uh, <laughs> use out of Red Room. Yeah. Perhaps <laughs> God, not. Yeah, just go back to the. do not want to ask Redrum. It's like, it's like hey, buddy, you're still here, safe. Where we left you? Can we ha- get your help with something? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. It, it would, but it's also funny if, like, he just stays there in that supply <laughs> closet. Until <laughs> somebody finds him two weeks later, he's like, I'm so hungry. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I think I like the idea of like maybe doing a montage. I like the idea of like the scientists like they drop what they're doing with their pairs and like look you over like fascinating. You know? um, You're really too so, good at like, that voice. Life <laughs> scientist voice. It's really funny. <laughs> I found out recently that apparently the guy who voiced Dr. Kleiner also like uh, it was a stand-up yeah. comedian, and I found out this person because someone reported like going to a stand-up act while like high. Yeah, the uh, and, like, the, the no clip guy, fucking Danny O'Dwyer, was like tripping on mushrooms right. or whatever, and went to Doctor. And he thought he was, <laughs> and he thought he was hallucinating because like, oh, that's the half-life guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um. They're looking over. I think there's like some like some like tests and whatever. <laughs> I just had the mental image of someone like you're a tire, and they just put you in a bucket of water to see if bubbles come out. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think like what we wound up <laughs> talking about like earlier. I forget if it was on recording or not. Was the idea of just like putting you in a vat of resin or something like that? Uh-huh. Was that it? Yeah, just it like to to seal the cracks. It really is just like as simple as patching them up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like they just found a some sort of clear epoxy and and just put it in the cracks and just hoped for the best. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 maybe a bit where it's like there's the thing where they're like they're like very carefully like squeezing it in and then they just have you like spend like an hour or something like just under a uv lamp or something and there's a, there's <laughs> oh, a weird sort of like relaxation day. to it yeah, yeah exactly oh my god yeah our orb friend theo staying far <laughs> away from the uv lamp with like an umbrella <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no i'm good i'm a, good over here yeah <laughs> you sure you don't want some of this deal? No. We're all, all right. we're all rooting for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen Blade. I'm not stepping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, would Theo be considered a suckhead? <laughs> <laughs> 
I want my friends to call me that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very personal question. <laughs> I'm a suckhead for you, baby. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yes. I think, I think with all of that laid out, um, I guess the question now for each of you that you have to answer honestly mm. is, do you trust the other strikers now more than you did before? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, then. Quinn trusts trust everybody else. Quinn is not certain about themselves. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Right. I see. Okay, then. Now we will, we'll have uh, three, uh, three trust in the pool. And uh, I guess then it's time. F- but before we, like, cut this up, ep- uh, before we cut this, uh, this uh, downtime session, uh, what... Uh, I, I actually I like this idea because we opened up with um, with sort of Quinn poking at stuff and then like uh, oh, oh, um, uh, contact like you know going around and scanning things then we had the break for like contact to get fixed up mm-hmm. and I like the idea that when contact next like in their new like healed up uh, edifice, when they next like float over into their suit, their suit is also different. Yeah, and I actually just finished uh, my my oh, drawing, so perfect. So I'll post that in Strike Force Omega here. Yes. Oh, oh shit! It's a big boy. Oh, oh hell my yes. god, that's radically different. Big, so <laughs> um, so, so yeah. contact. Uh, I I'm <laughs> going to change classes um, from an arcanist to a thunderer. Hell yes, and so the go go did. It would take me a minute to describe what you've got going on here. Uh, would you mind taking a shot sure. at it? Sure. Um, so contact originally had sort of a, a sleek uh, humanoid shaped uh, power suit that that connected to their orb, but now they've sort of built this device that's harnessing their energy into a weapon. Um, and they are still trying to keep some of the humanoid elements like legs and arms, but it's, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more patched together from all this strange technology. And so, um, while one arm is like fairly human length and shape, the other one is quite large. Um, and it has like, uh, sort of these interlocking panels, um, it's, uh, you know, have you ever seen the anime S. Cryed? It's t- cool if you haven't, because it's a... It's, I have not, sorry. Yeah. But there's a there's a guy with a big arm in that that's, like, pretty similar. That's That was kind of what I was drawing on mm-hmm. uh, for, for this design. Um, sort of between, like, a mixture of the S. Cryed arm and uh, the, the, the power armor that the Doom guy wears in Doom 2016. Yeah! Ah, um, yeah. You've also it's, got kind of like a hunchback now. That yeah. So so uh, so I figured that contact took parts of the tank um, out and <laughs> sort of uh, just bolted it to the to the uh, the the suit because um, uh, the the change in stats is uh, is that um, Thunderer has power four, speed one, control two, health six, Damn. and grit and grit four. Hell yeah! So I'm losing grit, gaining health losing control and gaining power. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of reflect that into the design. 
Um, and so, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, contact is still in there. The orb is still generally where a head would be, but, uh, the, the whole body is sort of slumped forward, um, in this, this sort of strange robotic Frankenstein's monster thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on with contact. I love it. It's wild as hell, but you also look a lot more like an FPS character. <laughs> more like, specifically more like an enemy, or maybe like a, actually what you look like. a Bioshock, yeah. Yeah, very big daddy. Yeah, yeah you look like a big daddy, or like, I don't, I, I, I know that there's like a reputation, I, I do not mean this as an insult whatsoever. You kind of look like a Battleborn character. Hey, that's like great. That. I'll take it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You 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 look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, so I think with that, yeah, that is the the I'll be the end of this downtime mission and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I don't know the next time we're going to be playing this, mm-hmm. but the next time we do, you'll be able to uh choose a new mission which can be any of the locations where you did not go. However, there are also two side missions that have been unlocked. By you completing this one. Oh, nice. But uh, I'm going to save revealing that until we actually do return to this. Mm, okay. Excellent. Um, and so, yeah, I think that ends our little thing. This was a uh, a pretty short thing in terms of like gameplay for this episode. But given the fact that this is a new system that we're playing, again, as a paid promotion... Um, I thought we'd like take a while to stop and like say, hey, what do we think about Strike Force Omega? I think it's a really cool system. I, think it's I like it a lot, actually. Extremely cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I like the uh, oh, the the lumen system. is very interesting. <laughs> I like how uh, combat works. Very little die rolling. <laughs> Still plenty of uh, yeah. decision making. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say it gives me the feeling of. Uh, somewhere between a first-person shooter and like a Fire Emblem-style tactical. Yeah. Game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I was just I was saying uh, off-air that um, in another in another game that had this same like aesthetics going on, um, if you get taken down in the in combat in like let's say the first couple rounds, like what happened to me, um, there you would be sitting there for like two hours, mm-hmm. not doing anything. And in this game, it's like, ah, well, that stinks, but, you know, it's only going to be another half hour, 45 minutes, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or less. Even less, Until yeah. I'm able to do stuff again, so it's, like, not a big deal. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. with the trust system, there's, like, that'll add an, a deeper level of complexity, because you can actually revive teammates using trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but so, so I just, I really think that it's, it's designed super well, um, it, fl- uh, I think combat flows, uh, very well. I think having, having perfect knowledge of your enemies is like, is always really fun to play with mm-hmm. in, yeah. in these kinds of games. Um, and, and, you know, most games, they make you work pretty hard for that. If they ever give you the opportunity <laughs> right. to get that knowledge. Um, but in this one is just having it off the bat. Like it, it makes combat, uh, a breeze. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think oh. the um, kind of like the the whole Doom inspired kind of like I think maybe obviously Doom inspired. I don't know. I don't know Chris Long Chris Longhurst heart. Um, but like the Doom twenty sixteen like 
push forward gameplay is really all like obvious there like the the incentivizing to play really really aggro and try to take people out so you can get stuff kind of when you need it um yeah. is good like i like like Jonix said the whole idea that um that death is not that big of a deal because you get back up at the end of the round because again this is a video game um right so it means that you actually get to see your last stand moves fairly often <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you actually get to see what they look like and get to make use of them you can actually sometimes even strategize around them right <clears throat> totally um like you like like i'm looking forward to the t- the point where quinn actually does go down mm-hmm. and and you get to use your awesome last stand to just like completely wreck somebody yeah you just get you can just multi like, if a boss generally has like 10 to 15 hp and you go down fighting the boss you can just you can kind of strategize around that of like trying to pull aggro and trying to like intentionally get killed so you can mulch the boss if you need to right um there's a lot of cool stuff in here like that it's 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 definitely i like how fast it is i like how simple it is um i wish there was some degree of like an upgrade path i don't know how that would work yeah but i wish there was some degree of like an upgrade path even if it was just like taking taking a page from monster hearts and other powered by the apocalypse and letting you take moves from Uh. other classes um something like that Mm. but like other than that i mean i think it's great i think it's really good yeah i like it a lot yeah i think one of my big takeaways is like the 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 fact that combat works the way it does means that like i as the gm feel a lot more like freed to be kind of mean about Mm -hmm. it like i'm (laughs) i'm i'm a guy who uh you know, I, I I like to run games. I I can often feel like sort of compelled to pull punches mm-hmm. because I'm trying to be fans of the players. Um, and then I get like you know I I can get a little squeamish about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like combat is set up in such a way where all the cards are on the table. If you die, it's not the worst thing in the world. Even if like there's a party wipe, that just means you like have a fail state for this mission and you just move on for the to the next one. Um, I feel like a little more like liberated to be like really tactical about this, and that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the, the absence of an advancement thing is a little odd. I do wonder if, and maybe this is something that like I could have like played up more. I wonder if the whole like campaign, if like the campaign track itself, maybe stands in for that a little bit because you have a much more tangible sense of progression through the game as presented, and also the mechanical like pluses and minuses of completing things i don't know yeah. i would have to play through a lot more yeah. just uh looking at it later on when we get like hope scenes the uh like the desperation reactions mm-hmm. i think that it, it would certainly feel like it's uh, sort of advancing yeah um yeah uh, I guess that's really all I have to say. I, I really like it. Um, pretty much all the things that you've said about it. Uh, I also feel the same. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I like its general vibes. <laughs> As I said before, we've, we've played a lot around a lot with like, you know, bringing up Warhammer things and all that, but it's all, 
the whole like weird magitech space thing gives a lot of avenues for just like interesting stuff and then also through the lens of like this is basically a video game has made me sort of like feel like yeah i can do whatever right mm-hmm. so that it's been a fun space to play around in but also at the same time i bet this is like easy as hell to like reskin so mm, yeah, yeah absolutely. There's, there's directions you could take this yeah actually pursuing that i, I think i'm actually going to take um not <laughs> some of the mechanics but some of the vibe of this this game and put it into my home campaign yes um, oh I really like the idea of a mission structure that is just you go to the place and do it mm-hmm. instead of yeah. like all right you're traveling to the castle and like exactly you know, yeah like, like fuck it just go just you're at the place <laughs> and it's time <laughs> to do the thing yeah exactly yeah. just make it a mission select screen like I think that's cool just be like here are all the combat encounter like all the the various like encounters that I want to do over the course of this campaign what do you want to start with and then like. I think it'd be fun in this game and in any game kind of based off of it to assign difficulty ratings to each of the oh. to each of the encounter. Oh, be like yeah. this encounter should be X number hard, right? Like it should like you yeah. know like three like one star, two star, three star kind of system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because then I think that'd be like yeah. a fun way to be like, here is the campaign. I have a bunch of ideas for stuff to do in the campaign i have ranked them in order of difficulty you should probably start small but if you want to start big <laughs> that's cool too right i love that stuff yeah, no one's yeah. gonna stop you <laughs> right you mm-hmm. just you'll just all probably Definitely. die yeah yeah um anything anything else any particular things that we haven't had that chance to touch on yet yeah. um uh, this does the thing in, that uh Pig Smoke does the character creation where you, instead of picking, like, one, <laughs> like, character class, you sort of pick two and right. put them together. I'm a big fan of that. hmm Yeah. There's, like, when we were doing character creation, there was a lot of sense, like, hmm, what would a XY mm-hmm. look like? Like, I still think a Dynamique Arcanist would be a really cool thing right. to, yeah. to do. Right, yeah. It'd be, like, way one. more robot-y Arcanist, which is really cool. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I'm getting ideas. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. It's a it's a good book to look at too. I would. Uh, oh yeah. There's a physical edition um, in the in either on Kickstarter or just in the works. So uh, look for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely linked on our Twitter. So go check right. that out. And uh, what's uh-huh. what's the Twitter again? Oh right, uh, <laughs> our our Twitter. <laughs> We're. Um, well, okay, so we're Big Gay Nerds cast on Twitter. Also, there is a Potato Cubed is Chris Longhurst on Twitter. And uh, Potato Cubed is also his name on itch.io. Uh-huh. So you can go and buy the stuff there. Yeah. So I feel, I feel, even if this was not someone who I already considered a friend uh, who was uh, asking us to promote this, even if I was not getting paid, I would feel perfectly good saying like, hey, check this out. This is some cool shit. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I would love to continue playing this with you guys and like maybe just try and do the whole campaign through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't guarantee when that will be just because we've got plenty of stuff on our plate. But, oh, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Another potato cube banger. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, two, two, two thumbs up. Um, 
and I can't really think of anything to say. This is going to be our shortest episode in a while, but I, it's been a real feel-good one. Yeah. I hope all of you enjoyed listening to this. I, I will say, because of the whole, like, tactical grid thing, it, I don't, I'm not 100% certain how all of this played out in radio. So I apologize if the theater of the mind element, we could have fleshed that out mm-hmm. a little bit more. That's on me. Um, but uh, I will be trying to provide some visual aids uh, with this upload to try and give you a better sense of the sort of space we've been occupying in. Hopefully, the description of cool action things were hopefully fun to you. I hope you like all these like wacky characters that were involved, because I know I did. Um, yeah, and I, I I can't really delay it any longer. I guess that really is <laughs> it. Um, this has been uh, Big Gay Nerds playing Strike Force Omega. I'm not 100% certain what we're playing next time, but until then, stay Big Gay and Nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Connor, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and access exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We are at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.